0: Resets sets of the shotgun. Gets the snap. Hands it to Elliott. He goes sweeping to the left side. Gets to the 20. Loose to the 30. To the 40. Down the left side. To the 50 goes Elliott. He's going to take it to the house. 30, 20, 10. Touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Ohio State defeats Clemson 49-28 last Friday night to advance to the national championship game where they will be taking on Alabama this Monday. So I had every intention of doing an Ohio State Clemson preview show the day of the game. but I woke up feeling like crap and I know what you're thinking. No, I wasn't hungover. I was not drinking celebrating New Year's Eve. My son was quite pissed with me because we were supposed to stay up all night and do a college football tournament on NCAA NCAA 14 for the PlayStation 3. I ended up crashing about 8 o'clock, 8.30. Woke up next morning, still throwing up, not feeling well. Just decided, you know, I'll do a show Saturday morning after the game. Same thing. Ended up waking up, not feeling well. And I just told myself I'll just do a show when my body tells me it's okay to do a show. So these last couple days, I've been really just trying to drink as much fluids and hydrate myself. And during that time, I've been re-watching the game. I've watched the game probably five times now. Definitely one of the most memorable, memorable Ohio State wins, uh, not just based off the circumstances, but like I said, for me, I mean, the first half, like I was throwing up an hour before the game. And majority of the first half, I was sitting on the toilet with my head in a bucket, so that's never fun. But feeling like that, I usually get that sick maybe once or twice a year. But I tell you, it, um, it, it, it made it feel a whole lot better knowing how the Buckeyes were playing. It took the edge off knowing what Ohio State was doing. Like I said, I missed majority of the first half. Um, but I've watched the game five times now. So, real quick, before I actually talk about the game, there's some rumors out there that the game between Alabama, the national championship game, will be moved back, potentially postponed because of some COVID issues, and potentially a whole position group at Ohio State might not be able to play, and like always, if Ohio State's something in the news, there's controversy, so Nick Saban's daughter actually tweeted that we're just trying to buy time to get our quarterback healed, and That prompted Cardell Jones to take some Twitter shots. And both tweets were deleted immediately after they came up. Gene Smith has came out and said, as of now, the game is on. So at this point, we just kind of have to wait and see what happens and, and see how this plays out. But as of now, like I said, Gene Smith said the game is on. Ohio State is practicing and going about their schedule as if the game will be played. All right, so moving on to Ohio State's dominant win over Clemson. I want to start with the defense. I thought the defensive line was just absolutely dominant. They shut Clemson down, only 44 yards rushing. Tommy Togiai and Haskell Garrett are right now the two best defensive tackles in the country. Not just the best tandem, but you could argue the one and two, the top two defensive tackles right now in the country. They are definitely playing like it. Tyreek Smith, Jonathan Cooper, they played possessed. Pete Warner does not get enough credit for being one of the better linebackers in the country. I thought he played really well. The defensive backs, Seven Banks, finally looked like what I've heard. You know, he's capable of playing like the true freshman, Lathan Ransom, played really well. Marcus Williamson played well. Uh, the DBs did what they had to do. They did allow 400 passing yards. That's never a good thing. But in today's college football, I mean, that's pretty acceptable. Um, just the way that the game has shifted and changed. Uh, but they still, like I said, they stopped the run, only 44 yards running the ball. and They did enough. They did what they had to do. There weren't too many big chunk plays uh, against a high-power offense, and then we'll see against Bama. Sometimes those 11, 12, 13, 15-yard plays or whatever is sometimes a win when that could be a 35- or 50-yard play. So I thought the defense, and, and specifically the defensive backs, they played well. They kept most of the play in front of them, and they did what they had to do. And when you have the defensive line and the linebackers playing at an extremely high level right now, it's just going to help the DBs out, make them look and play a whole lot better. And the defense as a whole, they make you earn every single yard. They hit hard. The Rutgers game and some of the earlier games in the beginning of the year just looks like a completely different defense. They look like they're playing inspired defense. They're playing possessed. They're running to the ball, hat on a hat. Looks like you got, you know, all 11 guys running to the ball. And like all season long, we've been watching this defense. They've been forcing turnovers all season long. And Friday night, they came up with some big turnovers. And they came up with some big third down and some fourth down stops. And Justin Hilliard, man, I could not be more happy for that guy. He has put in his time. He has... Had his ups and downs, mostly downs, and to see how he's persevering through his Ohio State career, and uh, finally having his time to shine. The former five-star from Cincinnati, he is right now playing insane. I don't know how you could take Justin Hilliard off of the field. In my opinion, I think, no disrespect to Tough Borland, but I think, I mean, you could go with a whole bunch of guys for the defensive MVP but my pick would probably be Justin Hilliard, Jonathan Cooper, Tyreek Smith, any one of the defensive line. I I just thought all those guys, and I really like what they're doing. They're rotating Justin Hilliard with Baron Browning, and they're playing Barron Moore in a 3-4 edge-rushing linebacker type role, which I love. But Justin Hilliard, hats off to him. I'm so happy for him. He is just playing lights out. I don't know how you can take that guy off the field right now. So credit to Coach Day and Kerry Combs for having a great defensive game plan. No, I'll take that. And if the defense plays like this and only holds Bama to 28 points, then I am very confident that Ohio State's going to be hoisting that trophy Monday night. And now look at the offense. Before I move on to Justin Fields, Matthew Jones, who filled in for Harry Miller, that's another guy. I don't know how you can take him off the field. I thought he played outstanding. And the offensive line as a whole was just flat-out dominant. Like I've touted them as the best offensive line in the country – They're big, they're bad, they're mean. They play like it, and they have depth. And right now, um, I would play Matthew Jones over Harry Miller. I thought he was nasty. I thought the whole O-line, I mean, just they're really, really playing good football right now. And Justin Fields, man, that dude is just a badass. I don't know what other word or however to describe it. He's just a badass. That's a bad man. He's tough. You know, we, we always hear about how tough JT is. No, this cat's tougher than JT. And JT's no slouch. Don't get me wrong. I've always said JT's probably the toughest quarterback we've ever had at Ohio State. Man, I, I I think I think Fields is more of a badass. That dude, we saw what he did against Michigan. I mean, he sprained his ACL or whatever that was. Comes in with a knee brace, throws a dart to Garrett Wilson, and then now we see I, I mean, I thought he broke his ribs. I legitimately thought his back was broken and thought he was done. And that's not fake. That's not being Big Ben-like for the Steelers, being all dramatic. No, you don't take a shot like that and not feel it. That dude is just tough, man. Oh, and he just seems to be like one of those dudes that, man, they die hard. And he wasn't going to come out of that game, and it almost like it inspired him, and he plays better. And I don't have any doubts whatsoever. If this dude's banged up, I don't care how many broken ribs he has. If he's able to play, I have faith in Justin Fields in these big time games, big time moments that he's gonna flat out ball. Yeah, that that without a doubt, in my opinion, might be the most memorable performance by a buckeye ever. Definitely by a quarterback, probably. Chris Olave was outstanding. Obviously you see when he is on the field, Justin Fields is a different player. That's obviously his number one guy. Um, It opens up so much because of Olave's take-the-top-off-the-defense threat. And Jamison Williams, you know, I've kind of been talking this guy up, at least in the offseason, and I've been excited. He was one of the guys that I was really excited to see in the beginning of the year. It was nice to see him finally have his time to shine, and I actually think he could be a little secret weapon for this Alabama game. But it was nice to see Jamison Williams come up with a big touchdown catch And our tight ends, which I've mentioned in one of the other depth chart preview shows, they don't get credit for it, but they are probably the best combination tight ends in the country. And they're not going to be touted that by looking at their stats. But if you just watch the way they play, they're just dominant blockers. And they do enough. They can get open and make some plays in the passing games and be an option for Justin Fields. And I really thought the game plan, Kevin Wilson, Ryan Day, I thought they did just a genius game plan. And I want to see more of the tight ends because those guys deserve it as well as they block. It was just a great game plan, great execution by the players. And Trey Sermon, man, I don't know if I can ever re- recall a time where a player looked... I mean, you could just flat out say he looked bad in the beginning of the year. Completely different player. He's falling forward. He's doing. He's fighting to get every inch of yards that he can. In the beginning of the year, it was like he, he, he wasn't breaking any tackles. He was missing the holes. There were huge holes that Wyatt Davis was leading the way for him and he he wasn't hitting them I, I I don't think I can recall a time where a player has looked this different this late in the year I mean right now the running game's unstoppable it's the best running game in the offense Ohio State's the only team right now in the country regardless of games to have 250 passing yards and 250 rushing yards it says nothing but balance and they are the they are the best rushing team in the country and you look at why one. The emergence of Trey Sermon, he's running at like a Zeke Elliott-type level, and then you have the offensive line playing at an extremely high level. You got those two combinations right there. I mean, that's why they're the best rushing attack right now. And you can move the ball against Alabama. We'll get to that later. I don't think, I mean, Alabama's going to struggle to stop our running game. And I want to see more of young Mayon Williams, man. That dude is just a little mini tank. He's from Cincy, so you know he's got some hardcore toughness to him. Yeah, I definitely want to see some more of that dude. When he runs, he runs hard. But it definitely was one of the most memorable wins that I remember, like I said, just because I, I was sick and wondering if I had COVID and all that crap was running through my mind. And and just everything leading up to the game with Dabo, whole getting the Clemson monkey off the back because, you know, the I think I mentioned this before, but just The Clemson effect on Ohio State, that was Woody's last game, was against Clemson. The last time Braxton Miller ever played quarterback, you know, Clemson uh, was the result of that. And then the Clemson effect as far as Ryan Day. Why is Ryan Day here? As a result of that 31 blowout loss to Clemson, Urban Meyer said, we need to come in here and fix the offense. So because of that blowout loss to Clemson, that's why Ryan Day is here. That's why Urban brought him here. And it just felt so, so good to finally get that win against Clemson. And it really reminds me of the 2015 Sugar Bowl against Alabama. That once we got that monkey off our back, man, I feel super confident now. I really do. I'm not just saying it. I have just the same feeling I did back in 2015. It's like they got the monkey off the back. It's, it's like, okay, now now we can kind of go show the world what we're capable of doing. And let's not forget Ohio State was going to be the number one team anyways coming into the country. So it's not like, you know, all these people saying that Ohio State was going to get killed. Well, I think it's funny that there was a narrative out there that should I even watch this game? This is going to be a blowout. I I don't understand where that's coming from. It's not like, I mean, Clemson was so much better than Ohio State. And I I feel really confident. I'm not just saying it. I, I try to always be realistic when I judge these games and... When I, when I look at the matchups, and when I look at the matchup, I like Ohio State in this game. Much like how I looked at the Clemson game. When you, when you look compare our offensive line against their defensive line, I like our matchup. Our defensive line against their offensive line, I like our matchup. You know, and I have that same feeling with Alabama. OSU is going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to score, and they're going to be able to do it through the air and on the ground. I would not be surprised if this is some, like, 52-48 to 48 type of game. And another matchup I like is Alabama's starting center went out with a torn ACL in the, AC, in, the, in the SEC championship game. So I like the matchup there. So good luck to the second-string center trying to stop Haskell Garrett and Tommy Togiai. I really like that matchup. And the defense is going to have to play lights out just like they did against Clemson. They're going to still give up some points. They're going to give up some yards. But they're just going to have to come up with some timely third down stops. And they're going to have to continue to come up with turnovers like they have all year long. And when I look at Mac Jones, I when I look at our defensive line against their offensive line, considering their starting center, and then I look at Mac Jones, Mac Jones is not mobile. He's very accurate. He's got a very nice arm. He's very smart. But he's not an athlete back there. He can roll out on the run. They use him well in play action. But I think if Ohio State can get to him early and force him to be uncomfortable. Like I keep saying, I really like Ohio State's chances. In Ohio State's defense, their philosophy is stop the run first. They force you to pass on them. And that's why when you look at the Clemson game, they still allowed 400 yards. That's okay. That's kind of how they wanted it to be. You're not going to be able to run the ball against Ohio State. Yeah, they're, they're a pass-happy pass team. They throw for a ton of yards. Devontae Smith, they have the Heisman Trophy winner, a wide receiver. And there's rumors that Jalen Waddle might be coming back for this game, who, in my opinion, is even more explosive than Devontae Smith. So Ohio State, they're going to have to stop the run. Najee Harris is probably, you could take your pick, ETN or Najee Harris, the top two running backs in the country. So they get another task at another stud running back. I love Najee. I think he's an outstanding running back. He's big, he's physical, he's strong, he's fast. He's a 235-pound man that can... Physically leap over a six-foot guy. And I think if Ohio State is able to slow Najee Harris down, force Alabama to throw, that means we can get some pressure on Mac Jones, make him uncomfortable. I would feel different if it was Tua or a Justin Fields or even a Trevor Lawrence, somebody that can burn us with their legs. By all means, Mac Jones will not be doing that. Make them one-dimensional. But if Alabama is able to get big Najee going against us, it's going to be a long day and we're not going to be able to stop them. So I do think the key to Ohio State winning this game is obviously the defense, and it starts with stopping Big Najee Harris. Just because you can't stop Alabama's offense, much like our offense. And I've been saying this all year and even in the offseason. There's nobody out there that's going to be able to stop Ohio State's offense. Ohio State is the only one that can stop Ohio State. Well, Alabama's pretty much in that same field, there is no stopping them. There's just slowing them down, and I think if we slow them down enough, And stop Najee Harris. Like I said, I I think Ohio State's hoisting the trophy. And they will be crowned national championships Monday night. That's how I truly feel. Not being a fanboy. That's just my opinion. And when you look at Alabama's defense, you can move the ball on them. Bama's passing defense is a whole lot worse than Clemson's. And I like that matchup. I really do. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. It's going to be exciting, though. I cannot wait. I hope, you know, there's no bullshit that comes before the game with COVID and any of that. And we'll just take it one day at a time like we have been all season long. So thank you for listening. Apologize for the delay. We will be back in a couple of days, two, three days or so to preview more of the national championship game. Thank you for listening. However you may be listening, be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. <laughs> I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, fuck the Wolverines. I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, I hate Michigan, fuck the Wolverines.